Hey, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sampson Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, joined with me with my man with the master, master plan. Sorry, uh, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, man, it's great. It's a long weekend. Here we go. It's Friday afternoon, late afternoon here. It's beautiful. This oh, is going to be a really, really good weekend. And I think one of the things that we're looking forward to this weekend, Mr. Michaels, is the fight that I wish had the media traction behind it that the uh, Garcia fight had. They're and trying. Was, they're pumping it up good. It's they're just pumping like, it up. Good. Yeah. Lomachenko, Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, Devin Haney, this Saturday, this is the fight. This is the biggest fight in boxing, in my opinion. Take nothing away from what we saw a few weeks ago, but this right here is the fight at 135. Absolutely. It's the old guard versus the new guard, young versus old. So, I mean, it's got everything you want. So, why don't we just get right into it? Let's just take a look at it here. And I have a couple things. That I've been, We've had a few days to think about it. So, you know, yeah. I, I've been got my little notebook in my pack pocket, just kind of jotting down notes as I think of them as they come up. And uh, but let's just get into it, man. Two time gold medalist, three divisional world champion, 17, two, 17 and two with 11 knockouts as a professional. Now, here's the killer stat 300, 396 and one as an amateur. When I saw that, I'm thinking, bloody hell, the man is 35 years old. Uh, going up against Devin Haney, age 24, 29 and 0, 15 of those at KOs. Yeah, he had an amateur career. Yes, he went to the Olympics as well, but nothing touches 396 and 1. There's too many. That's too many amateur fights, man. And, and, and I think this is why a lot of people feel this is causing him the distress or the slowdown that people are seeing all that wear and or tear. feeling and the wear and tear. But when I saw a lot of this and I started watching a lot more this week, really kind of digging in the top rank kind of show that they do to build up. Great the show, by the way. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, the, the comments about, you know, Lomo being a dirty fighter or, or things like it's a that. Total lie. I'll tell you why well, he's doing that. Yeah. And I, and I believe it. And I, I think I know where you're going with it as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, a lot of people are doubting Lomachenko, and I'm not doubting Lomo, but I do feel that Haney, four years ago, when he was calling for this fight four years ago, wouldn't have feared, fared as well as I think he will this time around. I'm going to say it now, and I, you know, this is those one of those times where I don't, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right? And I won't be yep. too upset about it. I like guys, both these guys a lot. I like them as competitors. I like them as human beings. I like what they stand for. You know, they're they're good men. You know, and and there's a lack of good men in in boxing these days. It feels like that's uh, why they're not they're not even really trash talking. The worst is Haney's like Haney's like you're a dirty fight. That's what is as bad as they've gotten. That's right, very classy. Right. No, it's very classy. The families have been classy. Everything's been classy. The exchanges have been classy, right? And I think that's what's making this fight even more endearing to me is because you're seeing two legit warriors here. You know, one's mm -hmm. 24, one's 35, but are on the same mental playing field. Right? Yeah. Physically, there are some differences, but mentally, I think these guys are so in tune, which is why I, I, I don't know how you can say one guy's an underdog. I like to believe this is a 50-50 fight that's going to go 12 rounds. Well, Vegas has them at a 2-1 to one underdog, so he's 
plus 220. So you put 100 bucks on Haney, sorry, on Haney, 100 bucks on Loma, you'll win 220 back. The bet that I like is a long shot dog, eight to one, Loma to win by TKO, uh, KO, or DQ. I might sprinkle some money on that one. All right, man. Sprinkle. Getting that later, but yeah. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I look at it, you know, from that perspective, it's, just, it's, it's a, this one is a legit toss up just because, and, you know, that's saying a lot for a guy who's 35 going up against, you know, a monster like Haney, the way he performs and behind that jab and everything. Right. You know, like Lomo, Lomo saying that all Haney has is his jab, you know? So, I mean, those are the kind of the pot shots that they're taking at each other. Yeah. So as we'll get to what you're saying earlier, why Haney's calling Lomo a dirty fighter, but it's not true. He's never been accused of that ever. It's mind games. Basically, Kind of what Lomo said, he'll throw a jab, he'll throw one or two punches, and he will clinch you and keep doing that. So he's saying, you're dirty, you're going to hit me out of the clinch. He's trying to play mind games, get in the ref's head, get in Loma's head. Loma's never anything dirty in his life, so it's the mind game. I don't know, man, it's going to be exciting. Everybody's writing Loma off, but everybody wrote Pocky off when he fought Thurman in the first round, he knocked him down at 40. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not writing Loma off. If he's yeah. the most motivated he's ever been for a fight. His last goal to accomplish in boxing is become undisputed. He's done everything else, so he's motivated. Will Father Time catch him? I don't know, but we're going to, he's motivated. Well, we're going to find out. Both guys weighed in today as well. Uh, Haney coming in at 134.9, but he had to take his pitchy off or his yeah. underwear and stuff like that and come back to the scale because uh, he came in at 135.1. Um, I, I have to believe win, lose, or draw, this is probably, this should be his last fight at 135. I just don't know how he's going to keep doing this weight. He didn't look that bad this time coming onto the scale, mind yeah. you. The way he looked in Australia, he looked he looked emancipated, man. And at well, that yeah, all that long travel the second time going there, you know, right? it's a lot of the far travel, <laughs> right, right. But the dude, but he was there for a month. He he spent he or three to you know yeah a month to three weeks. He he had already yeah. been there, but he looked emancipated in that one. That's when he looked a little bit okay, right? Um. Let's talk about a couple of weaknesses on both fronts. Now, the one thing is I'll take about the dirty, you know, you you fight dirty. It's because I think one of Haney's weaknesses to this day, and this is just my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, or tell me what you think, uh, Mr. Michaels. I, I feel that Haney has problems fighting from the inside. Well, that's why, yeah, he likes to clinch up and hold, and he knows. Exactly. Exactly. Clinch, so that's why he's saying that. Right, right. So so that's why I feel that, you know, that comment was made and that totally ties yeah. in with what you were saying. It's just because that's one, I won't say it's a glaring weakness, but it's a weakness when you're going against top level competition. Oh, yeah. You know, when, you, when you're fighting someone at your level, take nothing away from George Cambosis. Take nothing away he's from... He's not on Lomo's level, though. He's not on Lomo's no. level. He's not on Haney's level. No. Right? Not. You know, I mean, and it, it all kind of comes back to this kind of one thing now. Now, here's the one problem I see with with Lomachenko. And I think this is something that, you know, Haney could possibly expose. Uh, two things. One, Lomo starts slow. Yeah. Right? Now you're going up against a guy who's just as physically gifted and mentally gifted and has a boxing IQ that you do to a certain extent. Now, we don't know if Lomo's hiding shit we have never seen before. We'll find out. I don't think Saturday. Lomo's going to, yeah, because they were talking about that in the pre-fight, like all the shows that Lomo starts slow. I think this time he's going to come out firing. We has to, right? Yeah, in, I think in he's a not going he to step back Because here's the, here's the thing. I found with Lomo, and I saw this in the Teal fight, and I saw this in the Jermaine Frank, or sorry, the Jermaine uh, Ortiz fight that, that he just had, right? He has mm. trouble transitioning from defense to offense. I find that a lot. Like you know, uh, when 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 he's when when he's fighting guys at his level, 
fighting guys at his, you know, that can, can challenge yeah. him. He has a hard time transitioning, and he saw that with the Tiofimo fight, and he saw that more so with the Jermaine Ortiz fight against a guy Haney who has the reach advantage and that length and that jab. That jab is something to write books about. I feel. One I don't think that, the, that he's scared of. He's not scared of Haney's power. Haney's not going to stop him. No, I don't think he is either. But he has that problem with that transition with that back foot. When if you get him on the back foot sort of a deal. He has a problem once he gets. Yeah, I think this time he's going to have a completely different game plan. I think he's going to come out, not saying aggressive first round, go for the KO, but I think he's going to try to be the aggressor and set the pace for the first few rounds. Every, like you said, everybody's saying, well, you start in the sixth or seventh round, it's too late. This time, I think he's going to be on the offensive for the first few rounds and try to take control of the fight. I really, I really feel that this is all going to come down, obviously, to skill and technique, but I think it's going to come down to gas tank. I think it's the gas tank that's going to be the defining moment of this story. Lomo, if he, you know, it's it's a very very big risk to come out if he plans to come out hard. How much are you burning right away, right? With no reward, if you don't get a reward, if you don't get something, if you don't get something down on Haney to to weaken him or to break him a bit, so that you know to to get yeah. something out of it, right? If you don't get nothing out of it, you're screwing yourself, right? So I mean, there's so many angles here. These guys are so evenly matched. It's just so weird, man. Like I think Lomo's got awesome. a little more power, although not much. These guys aren't really power punches, but I give the edge to Lomo there. Vegas has Haney is quite a big favorite. He's almost a three to one favorite now. Money goes up and down as people bet. So Vegas is basically saying, and the total rounds is eleven and a half is over. So basically, Vegas is basically saying this is going to be a decision. According to that, usually most rounds, uh, betting rounds, will eight and a half or over, nine and a half. Or they're saying eleven and a half. It's a twelve round fight. So I mean, I, I'm not sure. They're just basically saying it's going to be a decision for Haney. I like I like the bet of uh, Lomo stopping him by eight to one. I'm not saying he will, but I like those odds. Hundred bucks pays you eight hundred. I, I, you know, you and I both agree that this thing is probably going to go to decision, and that bothers me only for the fact yeah. of you know just the judges. You know what I mean? And it always comes back to that one thing man i know judging and i don't know who's on the panel for this and fight. if this is a uh three american judges and if this is a really close fight and it's exciting we will see a rematch if it's a dud and haney dominates or loma dominates we might not see it. but if this is a close fight a little bit of controversy we will see a rematch no no definitely you'll see a rematch absolutely but again i think the big question here is after this fight win lose or draw like i said earlier does does Haney stay there? Does he does he move up now? Like, I mean, how many more fights does he have at one thirty five? Like, he well, if he loses, he's going to fight Loma again to get his belts back. You think so? Yeah, I'll try to. I think so. I don't think he wants to leave that division without having them. I think yeah. he'd rather. I think he'd rather give them up than lose them and push up. You never know, though. Depends right. where the money fights are, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, the money fights are starting. Well, I mean. I guess Tank Tank would be the biggest money fight or Shakur. Yeah, would be the biggest big money fights. fight for the right, like at 135. But I think he'd be at a disadvantage just because of that weight cut at that point with those two. And those guys are killers, right? Yeah, but he's taller um, than them. But he's taller than them. But then again, you know what? I, I think that uh Tank, it doesn't matter how big you are, man. Guys like Tank will find a way in. I mean, Tyson wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but he found yeah. his way in, man. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, just it's craziness out there. But uh, ultimately, let's get your final prediction. Then, what what, what are you going with here? I I still think Haney's going to pull it off. I just do. I think at the end of the day, I think I think three hundred and ninety six and one is going to come back 
come into play somewhere in this fight. I'm not saying that he hasn't fought quality opponents in his career. He's fought a lot of quality guys, you know, some really, really hard challenges. But at this age, at, at this time of his life, with everything going on, based on his last or two, three performances, so the things that you're starting to see that aren't normally seen, we're talking about a guy who sat four people in a row who didn't come out of the corner, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard for me to bet against him because of that, because I know what he can do. But I just think age, I think wear and tear, I think all of it is just coming now. You know, it's going to start to emerge more and more. And now you're going up against a guy who can really, really do it. I think Haney by decision. That That's yeah. my call. I'm not going to, I know people saying the age thing. But I'm not really going to say the age thing because I kind of thought the same thing. And then I seen what Pocky did at 40 years old to a guy who's never lost. Everybody said, Pocky is old, he's slow, he's slowing down, boom. Now, I know Lomo's not on Pocky's level. He's one of the greatest of all times. But I think it's more of the wear and tear than being 35. Like you said, over 400 fights is insane. Way too many amateur fights. If I was his dad and manager, I would have pulled the plug about 100, 200 fights prior to that. That's way too many in the amateur, not really getting paid anything. But I'm, I think Lomo, he, this is his last thing that he's got the gold medals. He's done everything. I think he wants to undisputed so bad. Put the feather in his cap, so to speak. And I'm going to take Lomo... By decision, I think I'm going to sprinkle some on the eight to one. Phil put fifty bucks on it, pay me four hundred. He could stop him. I don't think he will. But for fifty bucks, pay four hundred. I'll take it. So my official prediction: Loma decision. That's what I think happens. But I, like I said, it's it's almost 50-50, right? It's a toss up, and I'll be honest, man. At the end of the day, whoever wins, I won't be upset either way. I I yeah. almost feel bad that one of these guys has to lose. Yeah. You know, because we're looking at two guys. Again, I don't think this is stressed enough. We talked about it a little bit, but I really want everyone to know that these guys are genuine gentlemen inside and outside of that ring. I mean, how many people... Chance, let's let's, let's be honest, man. How many guys do you know as athletes, professionally, personally, that would give up the opportunity to go undisputed to go fight a war? And he probably and he would have had an easier chance against Cambosas. He would have beat Cambosas most likely. He would have. He would yeah. have. And he would have right? had those belts and he gave it up for his country. He's a great man, an honorable guy. He's no, he's, he's first he, class. No, he's first class. And Haiti's first class too. Yep, he's pretty good you know, guy too. Like, I mean, he's had a really good upbringing. And you know, this is a testament to both their fathers and their trainers that you know, keeping them, keeping them grounded, keeping them, you know, on, on the path. I mean, let's let's not be let's be honest, man. Haiti's been fighting since he was seven two. Yeah. Right. He, he started his professional career in Mexico at 15. So we, we can't say there's not wear and tear on Devin Haney. In fact, he's had more professional fights than Momo. Yeah, professional ones, but for, still 400 yeah, fights. No, no, 400 is 400. But still, yeah. let's not forget that Haney does have miles on himself he as does. well. Right. Yeah. I mean, 24, he's been a professional for 10 years. So let's just not lose that in context at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm not changing my plan. I, I really think that, you know, um, I don't think Lomo's going to come up fast because I think it's just too risky, uh, too risky of an endeavor to, to kind of put. I think he's got it because if he doesn't, then it's too obvious. I get it. I get it. I, I, think, I think he'll try the first round. I think he'll test it out. I think he'll get a feel to see what he can produce with it. He's not stupid. He's just not going to come out, oh. you know, first three rounds like a bullet. Right? Yeah. I, I think he's going to come out and test out that water and see what it's all about. But we'll see. I guess Saturday we will see. Oscar Valdez against Lopez is also on this card. Co-main event. Part two. Uh, 
Rap part two, that should be a really good fight. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go Valdez on this one. Oh, yeah, well, as I think Valdez will stop him again. Yeah, right. I, I just round nine, that. round ten. Yeah, Talked I'm on the same He's only ever had one loss, and that was when we were at that fight, Chipor Stevenson. So, yeah, and, and he just was like, yeah, he looked like an amateur there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, big time. That was a good fight. Uh, what else do we have here? We you got uh, Ali's grandson on here. Yeah, Nico Walsh, he's fighting on this card as well. On yeah, the, he's fighting uh, that Rosenberger TV. guy. But that guy's a, he's a, I don't want to say he's a can, but he's he's out there. So all you can get probably the knockout. The guy's 13, 9, and 4. So this is a gimme to build up to build up all these grandson. He well, should Nico, get the KO. Nico fights a lot. I'll give him that, man. Yeah. Like this guy's fighting three, four to five times a year, it feels like right oh, now. Yeah. Uh in fact, he, Nico, we saw him fight live when he was on the we see on the Stevenson card. He was on the undercard there as well, right? So he's he was, on yeah, one of the great, great well. guys. Fights. Check him out; he's really good. And you know, it's kind of funny. He released. He recently did an Instagram post uh, where he's talking about that he's not trying to build his name off Muhammad Ali's clout or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to really build his own name, and um, you know, I, I wish him all the res- respect and luck in the world, man. I've watched him fight. He's a really good fighter. He has the potential. He has. He does. He's got skills. Right, you know, he has raw skill, right? And you know, it's just harnessing it and polishing it and making it beautiful. You know, we, we potentially could see something really special with this kid as well. Um what makes this card interesting is that they have a title fight not on the pay-per-view that's kicking up the free prelims on ESPN plus. It's on TSN too. Like you'll be able to see that free fight. And that's Maloney versus Nakatani. That's the super flyweight belt. So it's like a free one for everybody to kind of try to entice you to um by the fight so i think that's cool of top rank doing that you get to see a super flyweight title fight um so yeah maloney's 25 and 2 and then uh, nakatani's 2 24 and 0 big favorite here on nakatani's uh, 11 to 1 favorite so we're not giving maloney much respect but hey it's for the belt and it's run for free so it's pretty cool of them to do that Throw well that's awesome no that's really cool it gives you a reason to like i mean how many people don't tune in Till the pay per view, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, like I'm surprised they wouldn't put this on the pay per view and stack it, but I guess they well, wanted to. I I, I think like price. I was saying, like I was saying, the price point. I don't know what it is in Canada, but based on what I'm seeing online from ESPN Plus or whatever, it's fifty nine dollars. Same States. thing here. The nice yeah, thing about here in Canada, you can order it off Shaw or tell us wherever you got your cable, right. or you can order it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is cool if you have from your phone, and then it stays with you for a while or whatever. Really right, right, it out, right. So that's kind of cool that they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, well, they're trying. They're trying to make it more accessible and easier for everyone. And I think Bob Arum went on record on saying as well at one of the press conferences that they want to make this fight affordable for everyone. They did. Like they want, and you know, I guess fifty nine is the best you can do. I don't know what the payouts are for this fight. I don't know what. I haven't seen the purses yet. No. Yeah, right. So we don't know what those payouts are. But yeah, uh, we, we don't know who's got points on the pay per view either. If either side does, right? This should um, probably do. I don't know. I should. I mean, the, the Garcia tank fight it over a million. This one's not going to do that. I'm thinking maybe at seven fifty. I was going to say like four or five hundred thousand, maybe. Okay. I don't well, know. They promoted this top rank, and Bob Ram done an amazing job. Promoted uh, Haney's been on first take. They had a great show on YouTube. It's been on TV, the top rank show. They've been all over the media. Uh, it's it's been an amazing event. I actually wish I was there. This is one of the probably the best fight in the last couple of years that I've been most excited for. I wish I was live for it. Yeah, so do I, brother man. To be really honest with you, last night I got to a point looking at stuff because I came home from work last night. I've been working nights uh, this week just to kind of make the schedule work. 
And yeah. uh, so I'm coming home at like two o'clock in the morning and I put on ESPN. Um, and they were showing, I guess, Lobo, a Lobo fight from 2018. I can't remember the fellow's name he was fighting. I apologize. Okay. He, he, he sat him too. Uh, I think that was the fourth guy that he had sat uh, in a row at that point. Um, so I'm watching this fight and everything. And then all of a sudden, it's just kind of like. Hits you? It hits me. It's like, oh, my God. I Like, you know, I want to go there. I, I So I, I went on Expedia to say, okay, fuck it. Let's fly. How much let's was go. it? <laughs> 1500 with two stops leaving at 8 o'clock in the morning. All the because all the all the direct flights are sold out now. It's a long weekend here. Yeah, people are taking off, right? Yeah, yeah. Even so at Bellingham like, too, same thing. No, everything, man. Everything's not, well. Bellingham was about eight hundred dollars. Round trip. US, US though. The, the 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 flight tickets are pretty reasonable. You get in for hundred bucks, hundred twenty five bucks. That's pretty reasonable. Bro, I was almost contemplating it in such a way where I was thinking, okay, fuck it, I'll fly in, go in Saturday morning, mm-hmm. watch the flight. Fight, yeah. Something, hang out. You don't need a hotel room. You just need a bloody. You don't even need to pack. No. <laughs> just going for the fight, right? You just carry yeah. your satchel. You know, have your little microphone, have your cards, have your, all the stuff that I would normally carry around on this trip if we were down there. Yeah. Right. Walk into the airport with my passport. Check in. Go. Boom. Get to Come the back. hotel. Watch the fight. Grab Come a fight. Hang out. Whatever. I mean. Really, at that point, you're going to stay up till two, three in the morning, anyways. Yeah, you never had been after a fight early, right. anyway. It wouldn't really matter. And exactly. Vegas is open 24 7. It's not like you're going to have a quiet moment there. Set up your flight for six, five o'clock if you want, seven if you're feeling like it, right? Get to yeah. the airport, grab breakfast, sleep on the plane, you're home. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to do it. Quick, quick 24 hour trip in and out. But yeah, the closer you wait to book the flights, they just go up and up, especially a place like Vegas, long weekend. All the direct flights probably sold out for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I reached out to Stitch uh, last night just to say hello and see how he was doing, but I didn't ask him what corner he was going to be I'm in. I'm assuming it's a Lomachenko. Well, I, I'm not sure now. Like, I'm just kind of curious because I was looking at who the cornermen were for him in 2018 and stuff, and it was uh, Russ Amber was yeah, his cornerman. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Right? In 2018. But this is before I think that uh, Stitch signed an exclusive deal with Top Rank. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll Loma find out. Long time top rank guy, so I'm assuming he's a Loma, but yeah, you never know. Now, here's a question I have for you. I'm just watching the press conferences, and you know, Bob's awesome. I know, like, I don't know why Dana White thinks he's a piece of shit. This competition. I think what competition? Completely different avenues, completely different fields. No, he just wants to be known as like I'm the best promoter. Well, there's a guy called Vincent Grand Dana White that you love, but you don't like Bob Arum. Yeah, but it just he seems to be out against like I don't know why Dana's like that. Like mad respect to Dana for what he's done. He's worked his ass off. Oh, right? yeah, like, brilliant. You know, right? Brilliant, man. But mm. I don't know why he's shitting on a guy who's 96, who has nothing to do with 91. Or, 91, sorry. You know, who has nothing Still to do with Bill Sharp is attack, man. My grandfather's 96. That's why I had that in my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, Eric's um, still sharp as attack. You heard him at that press conference. He's talking, he's, he's fluid, like his he thoughts is. are there. And 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 you know, he... So here's my question to you. Like, you know, here's what I was wondering. When Aram says that I look at Lomachenko as my son, mm-hmm. how is Bill Haney and that camp feeling? Knowing that the promoter, without not saying anything, is fully backing the other guy. And he's promoting both guys. I don't think they care because he's paying Haney well. He treats Haney well. I mean, every promoter has a bias. A certain guys you like better than others. And Lobo's been around a lot longer than Haney, right? Haney is just signing with Top Rank, do so he can fight Cambosis and then do the 
the Lomo deal. I mean, I could see Haney walking away after a few more fights. However many fights he has left on his deal, I don't know. This is the last one. So, so he'll be gone after this. Well, do you think so, or do you think he stays with them? Like, I mean, I think what... he should, man. Bob's gave him the dude. Bob gave you Cambosis. He got undisputed with Bob. Now you're fighting Lomo. Well, let's take he a look at. Let's see. Let's Why would you see... walk away? Let's see if he goes to Matchroom. What are the options there for him? At well, Matchroom. Shakur Stevenson. That's another thing. You want to fight Shakur? That's the top rank. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if he stays with top rank, he has. Well, I, I don't think Teofimo is sticking around. He's leaving top rank. He's got what? No, he's got three more fights left. Teo? Yeah. I read somewhere he was going to leave top rank or something. He's after. saying this is last fight with ESPN, but he's still got a couple fights at top rank. But top rank only fights on ESPN. So he's I know. I don't know what. Rank? I don't know what he was talking about. Even Bob's like, I don't know what he's talking about. They asked Bob's like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's wrong. <laughs> Who's ninety so, one? Who's ninety one? Yeah, exactly. Bob Sharp, man. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, recently, he commented on Tyson Fury as well. I just wanted to bring that to light a little bit because I'm really starting to be concerned by Tyson a little bit. We've talked off air about this and this and whatnot. Recently, Joe Rogan said something about him and John Jones. I don't Did know. You hear, what, you hear what Tyson said about him today? Yeah, man, he ripped an asshole out of him. Like he called him like, a bald little midget. Yeah, but you know, and I think that's where I think. What did Rogan say about him? You never heard of me. What did he say? Okay, so my understanding is something about how John Jones would handle him or something like that. In what? In probably MMA. Well, yeah, that's that's very just right? take him. Right, like you know, but I don't see what like I don't have the exact quote in front of me, so I can't quote it right, but. Ultimately, that whatever it was, it triggered him. And that's where the problem with Tyson Fury is. He loses credibility when he has outrage outbursts like the way he does, in my opinion. Yeah, he's also, he wants to keep his name out there. Like, he came out today and said, I'll knock you guys out. Came out today and said, you said, I'll forget the rematch clause. Let's fight in the summer because the, the boss knee injury might not be able to fight. So Fury's, when he heard, I think, that Wilder might get the shot, he's like, let's just fight in the summer anyways. Forget about the rematch clause. Let's get it on. I think someone's got to call his bluff because at the end of the day, like I said, when he does these little outburst things and, you know, okay, man, cussing is an art form, right? Mm -hmm. I love to cuss. Yeah. You're not much of a cusser. Not really. No, you're not, dude. I mean, how many years do we go back now? At least a decade? Yeah. Yeah, I don't cuss Right, We're over a decade, man. I think I can count every time you fucking ever said a swear word. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it much. Right? I think I've seen you consume more alcohol than you've cussed. Yeah, right? so you're not you're not a cusser. I'm a cusser. It's just built yeah. into my DNA, right? But there's an art form to cussing, and but what, what Tyson's starting to do with his cussing, he's just rambling. Yeah, nonstop. Right? It's mumble cussing. There's no technique to that. There's no skill. You know what though? The thing is, he had the fight with Usyk, but they didn't get it done. Now, if he tries to make it happen, let's just say in August, Frank Ward and Bob are like, no, 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 that's not happening. You're going to wait to December. You're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. You're making a lot of money. So either you're going to fight a random dude in the summer or you hold your horses and you wait to December. They're not going to let him fight Usyk in the summer. No, no, he's no. not. And Bob Aaron's even yeah, said, like, I, you know, and Aaron's even said, like, I don't know what Tyson's thinking or what he's trying to do, but whatever it is, he needs to figure it out because, you know, th you know, things are, you know. And he took a shot at Frank away. Warren today a little bit. He's like, get me a, get me a fight. Get me a fight, Frank. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's Tyson for you, man. He's probably on this on the snow again or something because I mean he's quiet for a few months and then he'll come out and have like these tirades and and take shots at everyone in the world. But he also wants to keep his name, keep his name in the. Then picture. fucking fight, fight already. He will. He will. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You want to keep your name relevant? 
You've proven everyone wrong. You've done everything you set out to be, which was what makes you great. And he's the best heavyweight in the world. And he's the best heavyweight in the world of this generation, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what right? I mean. Like, you know, generationally. Um, you know, everything you've said you've done, and you can't doubt a man when he's done that, right? But when you start doing stuff like that, you're starting to diminish yourself, man. Yeah. People are starting to forget about everything you've accomplished and all the things that you've said that this you've overshadowing it. Yeah. You're overshadowing yourself now. You look like a clown. And I think because my biggest problem with this chance, I'm sorry, I know you want to say something. No, no, go ahead. But my biggest problem with all of this is, is we've talked about this. Canelo and Fury, biggest names in boxing, mainstream names. The casual oh, yeah. fan watches them. The casual oh, fan yeah. looks at them to see what's happening in boxing. If they see them being idiots, that's what they think of boxing as a whole. They're yep. missing the fucking boat on guys like Lomachenko and Devin Haney or quality guys who want to step up and fight everyone. Because of this stuff. Speaking right? of speaking of interesting things, did you hear what Annual Louise's ex-wife did today? File for divorce? No, she hacked his Twitter. Oh shit. Took a okay. bunch of pictures of him, one with an ID on the couch. Yeah. One of them a bunch of with a bunch of weed saying, you know, I I, I drink codeine. I uh I hide from the Nevada State Athletic Commission doping agency. This went on and ran him, and he came out and said, "No, I got hacked." That was my ex-wife saying that. But she's saying I don't train hard. Like this, basically everything we kind of thought about him, she just came out and validated. I'm not saying it's true, but it doesn't make doesn't look good for him. In what sense? Like, what did she show? Sorry, help me understand. Like, I'm so he had a couple bags of weed. Saying yeah. I smoke weed, I eat, I don't take my training properly. He had an IV in his arm. I don't know what was in that ID. Just hit okay. on the couch, okay. and then talking like I drink codeine, I, I buy prostitutes, stuff like that. She was, was this written or he's speaking it? So she took a couple pictures of him with some weed uh -huh. in the ID out of his uh -huh. purse, out of her phone that she had, right. and then she she wrote it. Oh, she wrote the she wrote the tweet and then showed oh. some pictures of the ID and of the weed. Well, I mean, I won't say nothing about. Well, we know he doesn't because... take his training seriously. So some of the things I'm saying must be some sort of truth a little bit. I'm sure she embellished, she made up a couple of lies, but some of it has to be true because we know we don't train hard. Well, I mean, you know what? I mean, she hacked his Twitter. She knew his password, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the whole training hard thing. Like, I mean, I've, I've always thought that you know he's, he's got mad hands. He's got great skills and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I think he probably trained really hard until he won the titles, and then after winning the titles is where he really lost his way with his training, right? Yeah, he shot um, the world. He right, but he, but I think he's legit. I won't say it's a rocky story, but he's he's he totally fits the mold of that stereotypical story of the guy who wins the world heavyweight championship but then doesn't follow up and then loses everything. Yeah. Right. And and I think with him, you know, the biggest problem with Andy Ruiz was is that he didn't take that rematch seriously, which I feel he could have won if he trained based on what we've seen from Joshua. He would have trained like he did the first time. Yeah, he might even be able to put him right. down again. Right, you know, and he would have put him down probably, right, if he had trained based on yeah. what we know of Joshua now, so to speak. Yeah. Um, But, you know, just, I don't know, man. I think people are just looking for something to shoot on people for, right? I mean, yep. She's pissed off at him for whatever reason. She hacked his Twitter, tried to embarrass him. And yeah. I, I won't say nothing against the weed because I don't think weed's really a factor in anything anymore. Well, she's just saying that he's lazy when he's on that stuff. Basically, she's implying he'll smoke that and not train. It's kind of what she was implying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then, you know, why is she so concerned about his training regimen? That's my question. She just wanted to embarrass him and piss him off. Yeah, but why? What's the point? What is she gaining from it? 
embarrassed. We're talking about it all over the news, embarrassing the guy. Speaking of guys who are not known for training properly and not taking the sport properly, we've heard this now from multiple sources, one being a promoter who didn't show up to his press conference. I'm talking about one Ryan Garcia signing with Derek James. Man, that dude's got quite the stable, eh? Yeah, he does. He's got a nice little stable. Well, I don't blame Ryan. He tried something different. He lost his fight. I mean, he's trying to blame his trainer, but I mean, Tank's just a better fighter. Wouldn't matter who trained He wasn't going to beat Tank. Look, I don't think you can blame Goosen. Um, no. I don't think you blame Eddie Renoso as well either. Um, I think this is squarely on the shoulders of Ryan Garcia. And, you know, we just talked and about And he wasn't Andy. listening to the game plan either, by the way. He wasn't no, he following. wasn't. No, he wasn't so. following the game plan. He went rogue. He did what he thought he needed to do. Take nothing away from Ryan. Yeah. Um, I, I hope him the best at 140. Uh, you know, maybe the weight cut did play a role, but he never used an excuse. Everyone else around him did, but he never once said that that the weight cut, you know, yeah, yeah, he was anything. He was classy about it, right? His father yeah. said it. Other people around him said it. Uh, the way that whole thing played out at the end, you know, he he came out looking pretty good, in my opinion. Um, but with Derek James, I'm kind of curious now. I mean, this is the guy who has Errol Spence. This guy who's Jared Ennis. Speaking of Errol Spence, they're even saying today, I was listening to an interview, and he's, they're saying, like, they might be able to get this fight done with Spence Crawford by August, and it's definitely Crawford holding it up, according to the experts. Well, I mean, Crawford would be the one holding it up. He's the one with no promoter, no network behind him, right? I don't know, but he's, he needs better management and better team around him. He's already 35, by the way, so he's wasting his prime years. He might be on the backside of his prime. He doesn't fight. Bro, we're looking at a lot of fights like that again. Oh. Like, we've seen it from every generation. We can we can, we can, can probably, the closest thing I could probably say to this would probably be Pacquiao and, and uh, Floyd. Yeah, happened Floyd to, waited him okay? out. Right, we were together for that fight. We were watching it together, and mm-hmm. it's just like I said. I believe I said to you then, and I remember this. And we had just started our friendship. We were just getting to know each other. I said this should have happened five years ago. At that time, yeah. boy, wouldn't right? do it though. Right? Because he's okay, he thought he was being smart, and it worked out in his favor, mind you. It, it worked asleep. out in yeah. his favor, right? But here we are. We're we're in another situation with Lobo and Haney. A fight that caught, probably should have happened five years ago, you know, based on the way he was looking for that fight. And it was funny. They talked about that in the press conference as well. Uh, Bill Haney asked his trainer or his promoter, like, you know, do you agree that we were looking for this fight four years ago? And they agreed to it, right? Yeah. But Haney wasn't worthy of the fight four years ago. But that's what they name. said. That's what they yeah. said, right? They look, nothing against them. At that time, Devin Hazy wasn't in the name. He was just an up-and-comer. That's a guy Lomo, calling out a big dog, yeah. Lomo was chasing titles at that point. Haney yeah. wasn't, which is fair. But then this is what I thought was really interesting. Bill Haney then asked a second question. All right, so if you know we were the only ones chasing after you, no one else was chasing you. No one else wanted to fight you. No one else was answering your calls, which is weird, right? Like the guy who wants to fight him at that time, you don't want to fight him. But you know, no one else wants to fight you either. Yeah, and, but, and, and but Lomo looks so far ahead of him. No, 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 no. But I'm just talking in general, though, right? Yeah. Like as a general, as an example, we saw yeah. that now with with Pacquiao and 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 Mayweather, and it worked out in Mayweather's favor. But again, we have two fights potentially. Well, one for sure Saturday, potentially in August, where the two guys that are fighting, uh, one being the challenger, the other being the champion. Should have taken the fights a little bit earlier than they did. Yeah, and even in August, already almost in June. Like, how are they going to pump? They got to really promote this fight really quick. 
If not, it won't happen this year again. So then what? Key, they fight a Keith Thurman or somebody like that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we had this conversation last year too, right? Yeah. I mean, this is something that we were talking about last year. Um, at if this I'm time well. doesn't want to fight, just leave him alone. He's still 35 years old. Step him around him and fight a, fight everybody else and just get on with it. No, no. Well, that's the thing. Like I was saying, sorry, I lost my headphones. Yeah. We were talking about this last year around this time. We thought this fight was going to happen in November. And you know what? You were right. It didn't happen. Oh. I, I really believed in the process. I thought it was going to happen, you know. Um, if it's going to happen this August, yeah, you're right. It has to come down pretty quick. And that'll be in Vegas for sure. Or maybe in Texas, Earl Spence. But they won't want to give Earl Spence home field advantage. So that'll probably be Vegas. Wow. Maybe LA, so far. Well, I know I'm recording this and I'm going to put this out to the world. But I tell you what, man, if that fight's announced that it's LA or Vegas, we got to go. Oh, yeah. I hope they don't do it in Saudi Arabia just because we won't be able to go to I hope they do it in Vegas or LA. It's easy for us. Two hour flight and we're there. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. Definitely, we'll look at the timeline for this one. I think that'd be kind of fun as well. Um, yep. You got anything? This I do. I got this day in boxing history. It actually happened yesterday. Usually we record um, on Thursday. 2002, one of the greatest boxing fights ever. It goes without saying, Gotti versus Ward, number one in Connecticut. Round nine, Gotti goes down with a body shot. Amazing round. Ward wins the decision. Classic fight. I've told you guys before. You've told everybody watch it. That happened. 21 years ago, yesterday, one of the best fights, best trilogies of all time, Gotti Ward. One of the few men in the world who can get up from a liver shot and still continue. I still have that, guys. <laughs> if Garcia had that, that Arturo Gotti fire, you know what I mean? Like, not many guys are like that, though. And Unreal. to boot, he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. Right. From Montreal, yeah. Wow. I don't think Canadians get enough credit, bro. No, we got a few good fighters. Like, no, we do, we do. But I mean, just for the toughness. Right now, Cody Crowley is our number one. Hands yeah, down. man. And Cody's enjoying himself. He's traveling, having a little bit of fun. Good for him. Uh, Drug another fight around November, December. Every six months, he'll fight somebody. I wonder who he's going to fight. That'll be interesting, too. Well, I'm kind of curious to see. Hey, guess... why not Spence? Why not Spence and, and Cody get it on? If I'm Cody's promoter, you know what? Crawford don't want you. Look, I want look, you. If, if, Spence if already fight... smack talked him already. Yeah, yeah. If this fight's not happening with Ter- Terrence and and um, Earl, which you know, I think has to happen first. Unfortunately, as much as I want to see Cody fight for the title, I really, really do, and I think he is deserving. I think he should be the next guy for Earl. Um, but this is the big fight. No, right? Crawford and Spence takes pressing over everything. But if exactly. Crawford won't do it in August, if he won't do step, it, then I off. think then I think Cody. this should be the fight for Cody. Yeah, I mean, what March? Set this up for September, October. Yep. Right? Do it in Vegas, and we'll be there for that, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And both guys are on Showtime, so there's no excuse. They can easily make this happen. And Spence already threw it out there a little bit, kind of dogging him a little bit, so it's he's on his radar. No, he is, right? And, and the best part is for that fight, like the Crawley-Spence fight, both Showtime guys. Yeah. It's easy to easy make that happen. Easy to make that happen, right? Al Amen, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but if you are by chance or anyone listens who has them in his ear, make the fight, man. Make the yeah. fight. It might, it might happen. All right, brother Matt, I tell you what, we we have, you know what, we did touch on, and I'm going to touch on it really quickly because this is kind of cool. I know, you know, women's boxing. Oh, the Katie Taylor fight. Yeah, Katie Ireland. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, that that fight's huge. Katie Taylor fighting at home. Um, those guys love their boxing in Ireland, man. I, I, it would be a big event. It's on the zone. Whoever has it for free. Yeah, yeah. yo, check it out. It's going to be fun. Uh, the, the undercard, uh, Jerry Gary, uh, I, I think his name, Gary, Gary, Jerry something. I can't remember. 
another Irish boxer. Uh, he's on this card as well. Yeah. Um, Alicia Baumgartner is going to be on a part of the commentating team as well. She, she's this is a big event in Ireland. This is huge for them. It's huge. huge. It's very big. So, guys, if you want to check it out, check out some history. On the uh, zone. On the zone. It's going to be really good. We'll touch on You know what's funny about this fight? Everybody says, like, fight in the UK, fight in the UK. I'd be like, no, Ireland's not part of the UK. They're their own independent country. So, fight in Ireland. Some guys were saying, some boxing hosts, I won't name their name, were saying, UK fight, UK fight. No, Ireland's no, no, not part no, of the no, UK. I, I, no, no, the only part of Ireland. We didn't say that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only part of Ireland that belongs, well, that that's a part of the UK, not belongs, sorry. That's a part of the United Kingdom is Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a part of Ireland, right? You just a little line there if you look at the map. But yeah, I know this is in Belfast. They wanted to do this at Crow Park, which is their big stadium there. I wonder if um, Conor McGregor's going to be in the crowd for this one. Maybe no, I don't think so. Is Conor McGregor's probably in the states? The only oh no, 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 no. He's here. Is he he's there for it? He, he's co-promoting it. He's co-promoting it. Okay. Yeah, he's all over it, man. Uh, a lot of the stuff with Eddie Hearns and a lot of the things they've been doing at the Black Forge Pub, which is owned by Conor. Connor's co-sponsoring the whole event. He's a yeah, big part figures. of this event. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a big part of this. Um, they, they're kind of, um, you know, this is the first time that Katie Taylor's ever fought at home. This is huge. In her career. They're excited right? for it. Big, uh, big her, her coming out, her coming out, just to give you guys an example of this uh, for, for the open workouts. When she came out, the kids, the people, it was like, the Beatles coming out for the first time or yeah, something. Yeah, the rock you know, star over just, there. Right? And so boxing, it's, 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 I don't know how it works for them, but I think it's soccer or football, soccer slash, and then boxing. Yeah. Are, are the Katie, Taylor's a, Katie Taylor's a slight favorite, not much, two to one, two to one favorite. Uh, Cameron's a two to one underdog. So it's fairly evenly matched, but they're favoring Taylor. I think Taylor wins by decision myself. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, all the pressure is on Katie Taylor fighting at home and what have you. The bigger challenge is this one opposed to the fight that she was supposed to have that, you know, taking on, because she was supposed to fight Serrano here, but mm -hmm. Serrano backed out, but then she ended up taking a fight in August. So I don't know, is Serrano ducking her? She doesn't want to fight her. That's another day. We'll hey, it's a big moment for Cameron. She can go to her backyard, take her, take the belt. Huge, huge opportunity. Yeah, I know. It's a huge opportunity. And I think this is the bigger challenge because now Katie's going up. I think she's going up in weight to fight for she the is. title, right? Yeah, she so she's fighting someone bigger and stronger that could potentially hurt her as well, right? So I think this is going to be a really good fight. So guys, yeah. unfortunately, the weather's going to be awesome depending where you are, where we are. The weather's awesome. So it's going to be hard to convince the family to sit inside on a Saturday afternoon. It is. But if I had to pick the two fights that I want to be a part of, I think I'm going to stay inside for the Lomo fight. And thank God for the zone. I can watch this on replay, but I will. That's the nice thing I like about it. That is. That's taking nothing away from these fights. Um, you know, I think that's going to be really fun. Plus, the rodeo is on too, man. A yeah, lot there's going on. a lot of stuff going on here this weekend. So, guys, I tell you what, let's end it here. Um, Katie Taylor, I think she's going to win by decision. Yeah, me I don't too. think she's going to knock her out or anything like that. So, I'll leave it there. You pick Lomo in 12. I pick Haney in 12. Yep. Uh, we both pick Oscar Valdez. And we got um, all these Nico Ali Walsh. Yeah, I yeah, we got him. I think he rounds. wins hands down. Um, all right, I think we got it all, brother man. Yep. Uh, you know what? We we have accomplished what we set out to accomplish here today. So why don't yeah. we wrap up this bumpy and get outside and enjoy the long weekend? On that note, my name is Bobby Sampson. His name is Chance Michaels. 
In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of, I guess, yeah, let's go with Ed Whelan. In the infamous words of Ed Whelan. Uh, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. I got to find a boxing guy who has a tagline that I could steal and use. I'm going to look into that. All right, guys, have a great, great long weekend. If you're in Canada, enjoy the long weekend. Uh, I think it's a long weekend in the States, too. It's Memorial Day or something like that. So I think North America has got a four-day weekend. Enjoy it. Be safe. Enjoy the fights. Be smart. Be responsible. Guys, we just want you to be back on Tuesday to hear the next show. Stop yeah. and chance out. Enjoy the evening, guys.